Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the most talked about wrestling podcast in the entire universe. Is that true? It is today. It is in my heart. It is in our, that's right. That, that's a better comeback. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's AEW Unrestricted, Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, we're so excited to have Sammy Guevara with us. One of our favorites. That's me. That's you, man. And we say that honestly. Sammy Guevara, how you been, bud? I've been good, man. Happy to be back. It feels like deja vu with this show. Yeah, deja vu all over again, as they would have said many years ago. But uh, Sammy has a long and glorious list of accomplishments and championships in pro wrestling that Aubrey is going to go down for us right now. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Triple A On the spot. World Cruiserweight Champion, APW Gladiator Champion, two-time Inspire Pro Junior Crown Champion, the Inspire Pro Pure Prestige Champion, Pro Wrestling Federation of Pakistan Ultimate Champion, Wrestle Circus Ringmaster Champion, Wrestle Circus Sideshow Champion, Extreme Wrestling Alliance Heavyweight Champion, and then the 2017 Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 500 ranked you at 375. Yeah, and then it was uh, up from there. Then it was like 400-something and almost 500. That's the direction Mm. of up. Yeah, okay, down. (laughs) Well, I'm happy. I know. I'm happy to have you here. You kind of alluded to it before, but we actually recorded this podcast prior to Fighter Fest, and then that whole thing got scrapped. I know I'm personally excited to have you back at work. So thanks for. I mean, I mean, you. I know you went through sensitivity training and whatnot, but it's been really great having conversations with you backstage about all the cool stuff that you've learned and the better person you've become. I don't know what I just did with my computer. <laughs> As we said, the better person you've become, but uh, the worse you've become as far as being able to operate computers, yeah, I think is true. what we meant to say. Hey, well, it's it's no different from the last time we recorded. <laughs> I can show you my pop figures if you want yeah. and unplug oh, everything I'm, again. I'm sure we're going to see it. <laughs> so, hey, Sammy, when you came back to AEW, it was really a cool thing where you were as a mask, looked like Serpentico, and it was Sammy Guevara. Talk about that. That come back and talk about the discussion behind that because that was really well done. Yeah, like Jericho told me he had an uh, an idea for me to come back. I didn't really ask too many questions. I was just like, okay, cool. And uh, I was more just working on doing the training and stuff like that. And uh, then when I finished it, it was like, okay, cool. We'll send you the flight and all that. Didn't I didn't know what I was doing until probably like in 
hour, two hours before the show started, right? Someone was like, "You're going to be Serpentico." I was like, "What?" Like, I had no idea what I was doing. Then that's my own fault for just not asking questions. But I also trust Jericho, the genius that he is. I'm like, whatever it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be great. And uh, from the response, from what you just said, I think it went off pretty well. I remember watching it at home and sitting on the couch with my husband. And he's like, oh, so you guys just replaced Sammy with Serpentica? Oh, oh, no, that that is Sammy. Okay. (laughs) You know, I I was actually wearing his boots when I jumped the barricade and went to the top rope. And I never tried to stand on the top rope with his boots on before until that moment. And luckily everything worked out. But if you watch the replay, my foot hits the top rope just a little bit. And I remember in midair when I did the shooting star, I thought, oh no, I didn't jump far enough. And then I landed on Luchasaurus and I was like, okay, that worked out. Yeah. Thankfully. You just never know sometimes, do you? When you try those crazy things. I mean, you, you really don't. In the moment, I was like, I definitely should have tried his boots on and moved around a little bit. But, you know, me being me, I'm like, I got this. I got You're this. fine. Whatever. Yeah. So what if you land on your head? Yeah, be the whatever. First time. <laughs> hey, it, it probably won't be the last time. That's either. right. Jeez. Sammy, I want to talk about uh, you being involved with not only Les Sex Gods, the tag team uh, you that have guy, with Chris this Jericho. Guy over here. That guy over there. The Jericho Sammy cutout. Yeah, there you go. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, but also being involved in the inner circle. What, for a young man like yourself, what what a rub this is for you, really, to be involved with Chris Jericho, right? Oh, it's it's great, man. Uh, I used to do Code Breakers back in the day on my trampoline and Walls of Jericho with my friends, and now all of a sudden I'm teaming with this guy. There's a freaking cardboard cutout. I'm on a T-shirt with them. We're in the inner circle. It's uh, life's crazy. Definitely crazy. Yeah. But as a part of the inner circle, which means now you're elevated here, you're on top, which also means you're probably going to have to take some crazy bumps <laughs> in your AEW career. And to say that you've taken some crazy bumps will be putting it mildly. Yeah. I, uh, I saw, you know, everyone else in the group and I saw me and I'm kind of, I, I like to believe I'm pretty self-aware. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. I'm in this group. And then I thought about it. I'm like, Oh, I'm taking all the bumps for this group. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the punching bag. Congrats. I'm the punching bag, but hey, I'm I'm cool with it, man. Uh, it, I used to take some crazy bumps in front of nobody, so at least if I'm taking these crazy bumps, a lot of people are watching now. Right, yeah. you're making a little bit more than an indie salary when you get hit by a car. <laughs> that uh, that was awful. Yeah. My wrist feels better than the last time we talked. Like, yeah. Last oh, time my wrist was still jacked up. Now it's it's better. It's better now. Let's talk about that bump, being run over by a John Deere vehicle or a golf cart or Kubota, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, at full speed, I might add. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Uh, he, he definitely didn't <laughs> step off the gas on that one. He didn't one. hold back. He didn't hold back at all. Mm-hmm. And No, so... So really, Sammy, if you, if you look at that, that go, that goes down. And, you know, we haven't been doing AEW a whole year yet. It'll be October. But since we've been doing Dynamite, that goes down as maybe one of the more memorable bumps ever on Dynamite. I mean, you got to realize that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like it, at least. Uh, so I'm happy to hear that. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know if we're doing awards at the end of the year, but give me the bump bump man of the, of the year or something like that. Because it wasn't even just that one. It's that. Like then when we did the stadium stampede, I remember showing up at the stadium 
and asking like what this platform was and they're like oh that's where we're doing the one wing and angel and i'm like oh oh sammy's taking that bump like i yeah. just knew without question i was like oh man he drew the short straw on this one the same stampede you know that's my own fault too because i kept t- texting tony saying uh hey i will jump off the stadium stadium's like 200 feet or something like that i was like and then i think he thought i was joking so i texted him again i'm like hey no i'm dead serious like I'll jump off the stadium. Uh, so they got this like stunt coordinator. Um, and then we were only approved for like 40 feet. So stadium was out of the question. Um, so that was my own fault. And then I wanted to do some kind of cool like flip or dive. And then it slowly changed to, no, no, no. What if we just throw you off? Like, what if we give you this? I almost took a Canadian off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. If we haven't seen enough Canadians, Ew. I don't, I don't think we've seen enough of those. Wow. But <laughs> and, and so the beginning of this year, too, speaking of Canadians, Dustin gave me a Canadian on the apron. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I remember that. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, this is literally the first of uh, the year. It was January 1st. And so I was like, what a, what a time to bring in then Dustin, who's been wrestling forever, to give me one of the most overused moves, one of right. the most, like, crazy moves, a uh, Canadian destroyer. That was a, a well welcome for wrestling in 2020, you know? So when you take a one-winged angel uh, for that big a drop, you you really got to trust your 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 guys, don't you? I mean, talk about the – I mean, you just – you talk to and say, you know, guys, I trust you to do this to me or I don't trust you. Don't fuck this up. I'm scared. <laughs> of, what's – you know? <laughs> well, I told Kenny, I said, uh, you know – because he's such a pro, he's he's right. one of the best. So I, I I didn't have any doubt in it. Uh, it was really just up to him how he wanted to place me. If he wanted to give me one of the the nice ones that he gave me, or if he wanted to give me the driver version of that move. And I told him, I said, if you give me the driver one, I think I'm dead. So that's up to you. Um, and, but uh, it was raining during the whole thing. Like sure. we had to stop filming because it was like a storm passing yeah, by. Yeah, two a.m. Yeah. And so then at almost 5 a.m. when we filmed this thing, that's when we went up there. I actually banged my shin getting up on that platform and it blew up like a balloon the next morning. So Kenny and I are standing up there and I just remember thinking like, this is how I go. This is going to be it for me. <laughs> R.I.P. Sammy Guevara. He got thrown yeah. off the stadium. <laughs> it's the last thing of the match. We've been up forever. And of course, it's raining. It's wet. And... uh yeah, I remember just being up there looking down and just thinking like, hey, if this is it, like I had a good run. And yeah. uh, luckily it wasn't it. And I get to have more good runs, but it was definitely a scary moment. Well, it was a hell of a story either way. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's it would have been a hell of a I story. I'm <laughs> like, I, I die and then, I, hey, they'll make a dark side of the ring of me or something. Right. Or um, this stupid kid taking these stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what everyone would say. I'd be like, you know, he, he just was down to do anything. A team well, the good player. news is moving out of that, the stadium stampede became one of the most talked about matches of the year and one of the most talked about matches I've ever been a part of. And, and I'm sure you realize how big a moment that was, that whole show. Oh, Double Run was such a great show in general, but for me it was extra special just because me and Kip Saban were the buy-in the year before, mm-hmm. and uh, to go from the buy-in to the main event, which that's what Stadium Stampede was the last match that went on, it was like kind of crazy because I remember saying to myself at Double or Nothing uh, 1, I was like, hey, I'm in the buy-in, it's okay, 
I'm going to, I'm going to work it. I'm going to main, I'm going to main, main event this thing. And, uh, maybe it was faster than I thought, but now I want to main event it singles, you know, like yeah. so right. we're, we're, we're going to keep working. And, uh, this was a, definitely a cool moment for me for sure. But now it's on to the next cool moment. Maybe you'll actually win at a double or nothing once. Hey, I'm owing too. you know, um, I'll be like mankind. I'll just never get my mania moment, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, as long as we keep entertaining the people at home and, uh, I keep getting those checks. I'm fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we all agree with that. Well, speaking of that, uh, speaking of main eventing, you wrestled in the very first match ever seen on Dynamite on TNT. You and Cody. And that may not be considered a main event as far as a pay-per-view main event, but in many ways, that's a main event because that's the, the first time people have seen AEW on a national scale. That had to be a special moment for you. Oh, that was the most nerve wracking moment. Like I was, yeah, that was probably the most nervous inside. Like if you could just go inside my mind or my body and then I'm not trying to show it or anything. I'm wearing this panda head on, on my head. Yeah. And, uh, I could turn the camera and show you if you don't, want to mess up the audio. Don't, 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 I, I, we see part of the, the panda head. <laughs> We've seen plenty enough of the panda head, but go ahead. More than Yeah. Me. You and a lot of people online, no more panda head. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, like I just remember thinking like, Oh my God, why, why me? Uh, like, it's such a cool moment, but it's also a lot of pressure. Cause it's like, if you do bad, this is the first match of this new show. And even though the, the rest of the show was a killer show, I would have felt just so awful if we would have just had a, a horrible match. Cause Cody's so good. And, uh, you know, I call myself the best ever. And so mm -hmm. if I have a bad match when the pressure's on, you know, uh, can I really call myself that? So I put a lot of pressure on on myself that day. And uh, I just remember thinking right before they're playing the, the, the little trailer or the promo package for the match. And I remember thinking like, I could, uh, I could, I could still leave. We're <laughs> <laughs> just standing in the ring. Your music's playing. It's like, where is he? Where like, is Who he? Who else do we yeah. send out guys? He, he left. Fuck oh my peace. God. <laughs> but, the, but Sammy, the result was great. You had to be yeah. happy with that match. I mean, it was it was tremendous. Definitely. And that that's one thing, like, no matter how nervous I was, it's like I had to go through with it because I needed to know uh, if I'm good or if I could have a, a whatever match. Like, if I'm going to do bad, I couldn't live with myself if I didn't at least try. And uh, so that's why I was like, I can't leave because, you know, if I leave, I shouldn't even be doing this. You know, I got to do this. I got to go and go for it and see what happens. And Hearing you say it was uh it was an okay match it was it was, it was good uh, that you know it was okay that, yeah exactly it was average um, <laughs> it was you know <laughs> it was a subpar match it, it shows that hey you know I never would have known that result if I didn't try so I had to right it was also awesome on that same show because like you open dynamite and then later on you're joining the inner circle yeah that was a crazy crazy day. I remember just thinking afterwards, like standing in the ring, there's Jake Hager, there's Chris, there's Santana Ortiz, the whole elite, Dustin, Cody, they're all on the ground. And I'm just like, this is nuts. Like, wow. And then the next day, I think, is when they announced I was uh, the main event the for week two with Jericho. We're teaming up. And then uh, I think even uh, Randy Orton put me over. And then I just remember thinking, like, this is just so wild to me. It's like... Yeah, crazy. I'll never forget any of that. So when yeah. did you find out you were going to be a part of the inner circle? That was probably around like all out. Okay. Like, uh, I think it was Nick Jackson. He came up to me. He's like, 
you know what you're doing? I'm like, uh, not really. He's like, yeah, you're going to be in this group uh, called the fist or I don't know. They're working on the name <laughs> with Jericho. And I'm like the fist. He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's kind of a whack name. That's a dumb name. <laughs> it's kind of a takeoff of the hand, you know, with, uh, yes. with Marvel Comics, right? Exactly. Because yeah. especially there's five of us, one right. for each finger. Like, Makes sure, sense. right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but uh, I remember thinking like, oh, he's ribbing me, especially because Nick, he, he's always messing around. Um, so I was like, there's no way he's serious. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, you know? And like, I think it was at fight for the fallen or no. Yeah. Fight for the fallen. They told me, uh, you know, Cody wants to work with you at the first episode of dynamite. And I, again, it was like, okay, like we'll see it when we see it. And then they announced that one. And I was like, Oh, they were, they were telling the truth. And then <laughs> later I find out, Oh, he was telling the truth about the, the inner circle. Yeah. And I, it's just one of those things in wrestling. Cause you hear so much, it's like, you never know what's for sure until it actually happens. So right. I wasn't going to get my hopes up for sure. Cause things change all the time. Exactly. I mean, all the time. They have better ideas and something happens and they change all the time. So, so I get that. You've had some great matches and you've had some, uh, you, you got a chance being a part of all this to meet Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike Tyson, the legend. Talk about that. So I think Chris has said this before. The original plan was for Mike, for Tyson to knock me out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Which I was all for. I remember <laughs> people were coming up to me like, hey, just don't move. You'll be fine. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't scared at all. I was like, hey, even if he hits me and I wake up in a hospital, like it's going to be a hell of a moment. Yeah. And what a story. Like, hey, Mike Tyson knocked me out. Like, right. Who can say that? I don't know who really wants to say that, but sure. if I'm going to get knocked out, what a guy to get knocked out by. Sure. But yeah, then ended up changing. He couldn't do it or something. But I remember just uh, being in the ring. There's him, Henry Cejudo. Um, I just think like, this is wild. You know, we did the double or nothing. Now I'm in the ring with Mike Tyson. This is nuts. Um, it's just those things like in wrestling, like I'm sure you guys have experienced this like along the way. There's been bad moments where you're just like, I just want to quit or I just want to move on to something else. But then you don't. And then a cool moment happens and you're like, hey, I'm glad I didn't quit. And I've had so many of those over the years where I'm like, man, I just want to go do something else. And then I don't. And then something really cool I never would have thought of happens. Like the Tyson thing. Who would have thought? Sammy Guevara, you know, I was wrestling in my backyard and now I'm, I'm in a ring with Tyson. This is nuts. Absolutely nuts. I know that. Speaking of nuts, a couple of your matches with Darby have been absolutely crazy. Uh, multiple ladders, lots of skateboards. Like, oh yeah, you've got, yeah, he's got the, the skateboard with the name Sammy written on it. It was intended for you. What's it like working with Darby now on TV, knowing that you guys worked a couple times on the indies together? Um, Darby's great. I think he's one of the best. Just the way he sells things and like people think he's so reckless because he does a lot of crazy things. But, like, he's so smart. And, uh, like, I would love to work with him a ton more just because I think uh, even though we've done some crazy matches already, I think no one's even seen, like, close to what we're going to do eventually. Yeah, the, the Revolution match was definitely a special one just because I think, no, that, that was my, uh, I think, first pay-per-view because uh, I was on the buy-ins before or whatever. So mm -hmm. that was, like, my first one. 
And then in that crowd, you know, I think they were chanting like Sammy's an asshole and all sorts of different stuff. Like just to experience that, it was, it was great, especially with him. And like you said, like we've worked before on the Indies and stuff like that. And so, uh, to go from that to this, it's, it's nuts. And before Sammy became the Spanish God of AEW, he was having a pretty successful run, as Aubrey just said, on the independent circuit. And we'll talk about his pre-AEW career coming up on Unrestricted. Hey, guys, this is Sammy Guevara, and today I'm interviewing <laughs> Tony Schiavone and Aubrey Edwards. Guys, you uh, guys have been doing this podcast for a while. Yeah. yeah, we it, started have, yeah when we she, it started when she ran over me with a golf cart. Wow. And wow. I just thought, man, this girl can do it. And and honestly, I believe she did that because people think she's so nice and stuff like that. But she's a heel. That's you need to know her. You need to know her. She At is heart. a heel through and through. I'm an asshole. The biggest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, why'd you push Jericho? That's like my father figure you're pushing him. Because yes. he told so me up. to. That's, All the internet that's thinks true. I'm putting myself over. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, it's everyone else trying to get me over. I'm it's just... literally like I'm just doing what I'm told. I'm told. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll get started now finally. <laughs> hey. Hey, guys. Again, it's me, Stop Sammy Gabbard. It. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're on AEW Unrestricted. Sammy's trying to take over our podcast. Uh, that's I'm me. Happy. I'm Sammy. Shut up, dude. Um, okay. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to wait. Sorry. <laughs> Sammy's had a really successful run on AEW Dynamite, having awesome, memorable matches. Pre-show, main event, doesn't matter. He's kicking ass. Uh, but prior to AEW, you had a really, really successful run on the indies. Um, I know that your social media just says, uh, just a kid chasing a dream. So when did that dream start? It started a long time ago. My parents, uh, they had unprotected. No, I'm just kidding. Don't talk uh, about that. <laughs> well, that's where it starts. I mean. I think I've met your mother. I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, my mom's going to listen to this and be like, what the heck? Um, no, I, I was like 11, 10 years old and I saw uh, wrestling on TV and I was just like instantly like, that's what I'm going to do when I'm older. And uh yeah, so from then on, it was just like, that's for sure what I'm doing. A lot of people, you know, it's like the stereotypical story with all of us. It's like some people think it's going to be a, a fad or you're going to grow out of it. You never do. Uh, I started wrestling when I was 17 over at the Booker T Academy. And from there, it's just been a, a journey. Even though like the past couple of years have kind of really picked up, this will be my 10th year wrestling professionally. And, uh, yeah, it's been an, uh, a long journey. Not as long as, you know, Tony's been alive, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, we don't got to talk about it, Tony. I know. He's an old fart. It's fine. No, combine your ages. It's not as long as I've been alive. <laughs> really. I have to ask, Tony, when you hear people talk about like, uh, you know, I've been wrestling 12, 15 years. Do you just laugh? Like, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that's as long as I've been whitening my teeth. That's what I, that's what <laughs> I always Something wonder. like that. Right. So you said you uh, you went to the Booker T School. How did you you locate this? I mean, you obviously wanted to do it. So how did you get in touch with Booker T? How did this all come about? So um, my original plan was to move to Philadelphia and go uh, train over at. I screwed it up again. God damn okay. it! You're supposed to be the one wrestler we interview that's good at technology. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's like, let's go. Um, you know, so I was supposed to go wrestle in Philadelphia at CZW, right. but ended up just not moving. And then we were trying to Google, like, there's got to be wrestling schools around here. And uh, we found a couple, and then we just ended up settling with the Booker T one. 
and uh, it's the power of Google, baby. And uh, I was there for probably three and a half months. And then he called me into his office and he's like, hey, uh, and I'm, I'm not even going to try to do a Booker impersonation because it'll be awful. But uh, he, he just basically said, like, hey, you, you ready to do your first match? And instantly nervous, me was just like, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but inside, I'm like, I have no clue. We'll find out, though. It ended up going great and uh, or great for that time. And, uh, yeah, Booker always says too, he like, he gives you the tools and it's up to you to go out and use them. And so that's kind of what I try to do. I, I left the Booker T school and I just tried to get my name out there in the Texas scene and wherever else I could just trying to network message, like a million people, you know, left on scene a bunch, but you know, that's the game. You got to keep, keep chucking along and writing everybody you can. Just got to keep hustling. Yeah. So, so you hustled for a long time. Eventually, you ended up having a dark match at WWE. You were extra talent and mm-hmm. champions. What was that whole experience like now knowing like you've had that and now that you're on TV on a weekly basis? Oh, uh, Primo and Epico, uh, they, they were my first uh, dark match. It was me and Laredo Kid. And those guys were so like not selfish at all. They let us do a bunch of stuff. I was thinking it was going to be just like a squash. I think it was because Laredo Kid was there. Mm. And maybe my last name's Guevara. So they're like, this guy's cool. Then they realize, this guy doesn't even speak Spanish. (laughs) Why is he here? (laughs) Is he actually Spanish? Yeah, what is going on? But yeah, I remember they were like, maybe you give me something like really cool here. And I'm like, can I do a shooting star leg drop? And thinking they're going to say no, because that's like too cool. And they're like, sure, sure. Actually, but you got to miss it. Can you miss it? And I'm like, Man, and then my mind started thinking, I'm like, what can I miss that's even cooler? And I'm like, how about I do a 630 instead? And this is this is a dark match. Like, the show is not even starting. And uh, they're like, can you do that safely? I'm like, of course. It's it's me. It's a 630. Um, <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. And, uh, yeah, so I did it. Um, and one of the cool moments is the ref that was there. He was counting the pin. And I'm just laying there, looking up, just thinking how cool this is. And... Uh, He's like, that was the best dark match ever. Two, three. And then I think it was Primo. He's like, hey, thank you, man. And I'm in my own head at this moment. Like, wow, this is so cool. And then he's like, hey, bro, thank you. I'm like, oh, shit. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. As I'm like rolling out, I'm like, he thinks I'm I'm an asshole for a second. I'm telling this kid thank you. He's not even responding. Well, you know, well, he wouldn't be wrong, but, you know. (laughs) So do you have a chance? Did you have a chance? Did you get an offer for a full-time gig there or a part-time gig or what was, what, what came about from that dark match? Um, nothing really came too much about it. Um, so I did extra work many, many times. And then, uh, eventually I just kind of saw like, okay, this is how they see me right now. And that's fine. It's up to me to go out and make a bigger name for myself. So one of the last times I was there just cause I was like, screw it. Like I've done extra work many, many times. Now it's, it, you know, I got to do something else. Yeah, I got to, I got to, I don't know. So uh, I was, I had the idea of like, I'm going to go to Vince's office. Good plan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, screw it. I'm going to go to Vince's right. office and, you know, at least introduce myself. I've never met this dude. I've been here. I've been coming doing extra work for the past like two years. And uh, so I go up to the door. First, it's always crowded. I was thinking like, there's no way it's going to clear up. It does clear up. I'm like, oh, I got to do it now. My heart mm-hmm. starts racing. I get up to the door and then uh, I, I'm like about to knock and I'm like, I could still just leave. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I knock on his door and then uh, I hear a loud 
come in. And I'm like, I could still just leave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I open the door and then uh, Vince is not there. There's some dude on on a computer. There's road dog. And I'm just looking around like, where is Vince? Like, I just heard this loud come in and I'm literally, this is like several seconds. I'm just like looking around confused and road dogs just looking at me like, what the hell is this guy doing in here? And so I realized, Oh, I got to say something now. Um, so I go, uh, Hey, you know, my name's Sammy Guevara. I've been here many times and I came here to meet the boss man himself and yada, yada, I do my whole little spiel. And then road dog without saying a word gets up out of his chair, walks like this close to me, like up in front of my face without saying a word my heart's racing and he goes the ball's on you kid wow i like your moxie vince isn't here today but i strongly recommend you do this the next time we're here and because i did that like on a smackdown taping mm-hmm. so I, the next time we were there i was like screw it this is not because I was, I was prepared for that to either be my last one so i was like you know what? i'm gonna do it one more time and right. then uh, i do the same thing knock on the door this time triple h answers the door <laughs> and I'm like, this was not part of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I could still leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, oh, sorry, wrong door. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> and then, uh, so I'm like, uh, I do my same little spiel. Uh, and then he opens the door a little bit, showing Vince. And uh, he didn't really open it for me to come in. He just kind of to show Vince. Mm-hmm. And I just squeeze myself through that door. Like, there you just go. Kinda, whoosh, oh, my God. There you and, go. Uh, I go up to Vince. I shake his hand. I do my spiel to both of them. I'm like, hey, I just want to let y'all know I'm going to make this business a lot of money uh, and blah, blah, blah. And then Vince kind of chuckles. He's like, what was your name? I'm like, Sammy Guevara. He's like, well, nice to meet you, Sammy. And uh, Triple H opens the door <laughs> and uh, they tell me, all right, well, good to meet you. I was fully expecting get, to get kicked out that I already Googled like movie times to watch Spider-Man that was in the theaters at the time. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I went back to the extra locker room. My bags were already packed and I was like, yeah, any man, any minute they're going to come here and kick me out. Right. Never did. Uh, nothing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nothing came from it except for I ended up getting a tryout later on that year. So I don't know if that was the reason or what, but ended up getting a tryout. Didn't work out exactly, but hey, you know, when I was at the trial too, I show I saw a bunch of things where I was just like, it's uh, this is not where I want to be right now, or maybe ever. You know, I just saw kind of how things were done. I'm like, man, if you're a professional wrestler, if you're not a model or football player, it's kind of like screw you. So mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I don't want to be here right now. That is a tremendous story, and the part of that story that I like the best, I think, is is something that everybody who wants to whatever you want to do wrestling or whatever, you said the door was cracked open and you squeezed yourself through the door. I mean, that's perfect. Hey, I saw the opening. I was like, yeah. I could fit there. Yeah, exactly. You see the opening and you take it. Okay, that's tremendous. Great story, buddy. Great story. So Ray, Ray Mysterio Jr. is your, would you consider him your idol? Oh, 100%. That was the first dude watching growing up where I was just like, hey, uh, if he can do it, he's not the tallest of guys. I was never the biggest of kids. If he can do it, be the world champion, then why can't why can't I do it? Granted, naive kid, Ray Mysterio is one of the greatest of all times. But as a kid, it, I, I just remember thinking, like, he's doing it. I can do it, too. Yeah, and he's still doing it, which is amazing. Which is crazy. Absolutely nuts. I mean, he's eyeless now, but. <laughs> That's right. Oh <laughs> Just right. one eye. One, one eye. eye. 
Uh, so after the WWE stuff didn't work out, but you ended up on Lucha Underground, which is a completely different type of TV experience to everything else, right? Yeah. Talk about what that experience was like. So it almost didn't happen because a month before Lucha Underground started taping, uh, I was signed to this company called Aero Lucha. And I'll say my same joke every time I bring them up. Uh, hey, if you guys want some CBD, that's what they sell now. <laughs> but uh, I know if people like hear me in different interviews, they're like, we get it. That's what they do now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I signed to them. And even before I, I signed to them, I remember saying like a year before Lucha Underground was starting back up with season four, I remember telling people, I was like, watch, I'm going to be in Lucha Underground season four. And that will be the last season. And then one day I can be in the Rise and Fall DVD. <laughs> and I didn't mean that like disrespectfully to the company. I just kind of saw, again, I think I'm pretty observant. And so I was like, I think that's what's going to happen. And then uh, Aerolucha ended up contacting me. I ended up hurting my, my right rotator cuff. I tore it in a match with Ray Phoenix at PWG. And so uh, I couldn't really wrestle. And, uh, so I was like, and then I got offered this contract where I was like, Oh, cool. I'm going to get paid regardless. Like now I can heal my shoulder kind of. So, all right, let's do it. Then Lucha Underground contacted me and I tried to work it out with them, but they wanted first rights. They're like, Oh no, we want our first rights, but now you gave them to Aero Lucha. So we don't want you. And I'm like, okay, it is what it is. But I still had hope. I remember I talked to John Morrison like a week before and he was saying, you know, they, they wanted to bring you in. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, though. And he's like, why? And I told him the whole thing. And he's like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, I don't know. We still got a week, though. We'll see. A day before they start taping, or really the night before, uh, I get a message from whoever. And they're like, can you be on a flight at 6 a.m. tomorrow to come to L.A. to do the tapings? And uh, I was like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> of course. And uh it ended up all working out. I was only on a few episodes, but hey, it happened. Rise and Fall DVD coming in 2025. You can see me in it. <laughs> I feel like your whole strategy is how do I get involved in all of these specials and DVDs that happen after shows <laughs> have gone off the air? <laughs> I told uh, Matt Jackson when he gave me that super kick that like broke my leg and folded me in half. <laughs> we were talking and I was like, you know, in every wrestling game, they have like the little guy at the very bottom getting beat up or something on the cover. That, mm. That's what I'm trying to get. I may not get the actual cover spot, but I'll get that tiny little spot where I'm getting super kicked or something. Oh, man. Yeah, Sammy Guevara not only is an accomplished professional wrestler, a member of the Inner Circle and Les Sex Gods. He's also a very well-known vlogger, including climbing Mount Fuji. We'll talk about that coming up on AEW Unrestricted. We are talking with Sammy Guevara on AEW Unrestricted. I mentioned you are a top vlogger. How did that all start, buddy? Uh, the vlog started just because, well, I've been making videos pretty much forever. Okay, what, what's forever now? Well, what, what, what age did you start, do you think? Okay, uh, probably when I was like 12, I picked up a camera and just started filming stuff. Right. I know that's only like, what, 15 years, and for you, that's like a cup of coffee um, <laughs> or something, whatever saying I could say. <laughs> um, that's a quarter of my life, but no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to, a quarter? I was going to say like... Okay, uh, there you go. Either Thank way. <laughs> yeah, so since I, I was like 12, 13, something like that, I picked up a camera, and then I would film like my backyard matches, or I'd film different stuff. And I kind of just really liked the video aspect of stuff. And I used to make all sorts of different kind of videos. 
and none of them would kind of get traction or anything because I was kind of doing what a lot of other people were doing. And so around like 2015, I was kind of like, what are other people not doing? Like, or what can I do in wrestling? And I noticed not a lot of people were doing vlog style videos uh, with wrestling. And so I was like, okay, let's try this out. And slowly, very slowly, they started getting more and more traction and people seemed pretty positive on it. And uh, now a lot more people do them. But uh, that was just kind of what I was looking at. I was like, this is what I do. I wrestle, but I also like making videos. Let's just combine those. It seemed obvious now. Right. Yeah. I think the first time I heard of you was actually like your vlog before I ever heard about you wrestling. Well, there we go. See the power of that YouTube. The first time we were actually on a show together, you're like, hi, I'm Sammy. Can you record my match? And you handed <laughs> me your camera. And I'm like, uh, who the fuck is this guy? Sure. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so I just like stood ringside like you and Artemis Spencer. Like That's where my shoulder was messed up too. Yep. Yes. Yep, it was. Yep, it was. It was a good match. Yeah. And then he, I still tried to, even though my shoulder was messed up, I was like, let's still try to have like a normal match. I don't know. Let's not half-ass it. He gave me like a power bomb onto his knees and... My shoulder was just hanging on by a thread, but whatever. Yeah, yes, I do that yes, a lot I, I, on the indies too because I, I, I travel alone. I don't really have people I travel with. I try to ask people that look trustworthy. And so, you know, now knowing you, I know not to give you the camera, but before I didn't know. That's true. And uh, yeah. Well, you said you mentioned backyard wrestling. Did you have a, did you use Sammy Guevara as your name or did you have a name for backyard wrestling? No, my, my backyard name was Zero. And the reason for that is because I was ahead of number one. Wow. Zero. One. It goes right. Zero, one, two, three. Got it. Okay. And there, the next guy will be negative one. Yeah, negative one. He's better than me. And then, you know, it goes <laughs> okay, on and on. It. Proud of you, buddy. I got it. Yeah. I, the back here wrestling, there were so many stories with that. Like, uh, <laughs> I'd be jumping off my roof and my mom would come outside and be like, get off the roof. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd do like a 6.30 onto some trash cans. Oh, man. Well. Love you, Mom. Oh, my God. So not really anything different than what you do now. Yeah. The only difference is people actually watch this, and I got like 12 views before. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. I mentioned uh, climbing Mount Fuji. Talk, tell us, talk us through that story, would you? Oh, yeah. When I was in Japan in 2018, I was trying to do everything there. I was trying to go and see as much as possible. I was there for five weeks in the summer. And uh, one of the last things that I was able to do, which was climb Mount Fuji, that is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Because uh. I was also trying to get there and see the sunset from the top. Because I, I was like, that's going to be a dope shot. Just watching time lapse the sun going up. Right, right. And so we kind of like hurried our, ourselves up there which they, I don't think they recommend you do because I ended up getting altitude sickness, which you you don't see in the video because uh, climbing down, I got the biggest headache. Uh, apparently, I seemed like I was drunk or whatever. Uh, I was being an asshole because like uh, some people wanted to rest while they were there. I literally thought I was going to die. So I was like, I'm getting off this mountain. Like, I'll, you guys do whatever y'all want. I'm disappearing. And so... I made everybody basically come with me because no one wanted to ditch me. But I was falling mm -hmm. all over the place too, trying to go down certain parts. I was like tripping and all sorts of stuff. Uh, the lady that was with me, Miwa, who's uh, this super awesome lady who uh, showed me all around Japan. She was like taking care of me and holding my hand as I go down. It was really cute. You mentioned about your mom saying, get off the roof. Andy did 630 on some trash cans. 
How does she think? What does she think about your career and all the crazy bumps you've been taking? Oh, she's probably my number one supporter. That's tremendous. Yeah. Oh, if you go check her her Facebook or, or Instagram, you wouldn't think she has two other sons. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah, she's definitely super supportive. If you ever meet her and you don't know that I'm her son, she'll let you know eventually. She'll be like, she'll tell me all these different stories from her at a bar or whatever. She'll talk to someone and be like, you know me. I just had to bring you up. I'm like, do y'all watch wrestling? And well, my son is a wrestler. She's super <laughs> proud. And uh, Good. I'm going to continue to work hard and uh, hopefully make her prouder. Well, well, but I'm sure she got cringes awesome. some of those crazy bumps you take. I mean, she has to. Oh, yeah. She'll message me every now and then and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, but yes. But didn't she take a bump in your most recent vlog? <laughs> she did. She took she took a bump, <laughs> I guess, if that's what you'd call that. Uh, she ran into a wall. Oh, fun. Wow. Yeah. And that's so funny you said that the, in the most recent vlog, which people can watch at Sammy Kafar on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, wow. And subscribe and like and all that fun stuff. Plug it. YouTube, baby. I, I guess, you know, uh, Matt Cardona works for us now, Zach Ryder. Mm -hmm. You know, he's uh, in the success he had on his YouTube channel and getting himself over. I'm, I'm sure that was an inspiration for you as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um Got to put him over because he was one of the first ones that I saw, like, really take advantage of this platform of YouTube. And, yeah, he got himself so over with that YouTube stuff. And so I just remember seeing that and thinking, like, this guy's a genius. And so definitely I think he inspired a lot of people, rather he knows it or not. Uh, definitely got to give him credit because, you know, if he doesn't do that, maybe there's no vlog. Maybe there's no BTE. Who knows? Right. You recently, uh, I guess, I don't know if recently, but got the uh, silver play button on YouTube. I did. I can turn this. Don't turn and show the you. camera. Don't. <laughs> Just mess everything up as usual. No. No. What do you, what, when you when you get the silver play button, what do you get? Do they send you something? Yeah. Thing. You can actually watch a vlog about plaque? it. I saw it. That's right. On Sammy's channel. That's right. I just referred okay. to myself in third person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, a big, that's a big moment, though. I mean, it really is because there are thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people out there starting YouTube channels, but not many get the silver button, right? Yeah, definitely. And like for the longest time too, I was making these videos and getting like whatever views. And I was just thinking like, you know, I may never get the play button, but I just enjoy making these videos and some people seem to like them or it inspires them. So I'm just going to continue doing this as I'm on my journey to be the biggest thing in wrestling. And uh, if something happens, cool. If not, I enjoy doing these and Luckily, it's picked up for me, and yeah, now I got that plaque, and now it's on to the million plaque, mm. which uh, AEW got, I'm assuming, right? Because they, they hit a million subscribers. Oh, so. yeah, I think we got that. Yeah, so yeah. they got that million plaque, which now I want. Very good. You, you do your own shooting and editing, right? I do. Okay. So uh, unlike uh, unlike BT, you don't have a whole staff working for you? No, I, I have nice people like Aubrey at shows or, uh, you know. Yes, I ask the people and try to explain certain shots. Aubrey was great. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of like, hey, um, can you follow me as I walk through the tunnel with this camera so that I have some B-roll? I'm like, sure. Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's the funniest thing, especially like if you're watching it from afar, like, look at this. I, I think Dion, he recorded Marco recording oh, yeah. me. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he was mouthing over it. He's like, hey, Marco, I want you to make me look cool and get this angle. And I'm like, that's basically how the conversation was going. Has the has anything changed like with your 
recording or editing style since you've now been on Dynamite? Because I know that like the video is very much highlighted like your journey on the indies and whatnot. But now that you're doing you know the same show every week, like how has that changed the vlog in any way? Yeah, it's definitely changed. Like now you'll see like there's a lot more bits and stuff like that. Like before, I feel like it was maybe more just me and. Uh, but it's like how, you know, there's only so much of me that people can take. And then it's like, okay, we get it every week. Like, especially since now we're only in Jacksonville too. Uh, you know, but I kind of, I like them. Like the one that we just put up with Marco and uh, I don't know if you saw it where the, the big censored bar. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I saw it pop into my email inbox and I'm like, why is Marco naked? And why is Sammy in his underwear? <laughs> I'm going to snooze this and watch it later. <laughs> yes. Yes, you, you can all find out. Sammy Guevara on YouTube. But no, I, I really just enjoy doing it. It's fun, too, just to get other people involved and, like, collab with people's creativity. Like, uh, QT, for instance, he was in the new one, and, you know, he <laughs> he was super funny in it, and I think it's cool just to show people a different side. Like, a lot of comments were like, QT is way funnier than I thought he was. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we're not just one-dimensional. A lot of people have so much more to offer and uh bte definitely has does a great job at showing that and uh i'm trying to do also a great job yeah and sammy you really are i wanted to ask you about the four leaf clover tattoo on your thumb oh yeah this look at this that. guy yeah what was the what was the inspiration for that and it had to hurt oh it definitely hurt uh, yeah <laughs> i've always wanted a tattoo and so stick it on the thumb dude yeah and then so i'm like <laughs> thumbs up for good luck you know okay so if i'm giving you a thumbs up good luck thumbs down bad luck so that's your only tattoo no i have two okay. of them i have one on the wrist gotcha. too this is uh kanji for the word more uh-huh. and it's just a reminder to do more be more give oh. more and uh yeah like when i was in japan i was just like you know trying to find motivation to go to the gym and stuff like that because it was like more difficult there especially because especially if they saw this thumb thing they have like the thing when they know tattoos at all that's right i'd have to cover this stuff and so like sometimes they'd kick me out of certain gyms and it was just like frustrating so i got this thing just to remind myself like uh just you know be more be more than what i am you know try to be greater every single day well you certainly have done that throughout your career and uh, i was uh wondering when you watch yourself back on dynamite the replay are you overly critical of yourself? Most people are. Or do you walk away saying, you know what? I, I like that. How, how, do you, how do you approach it? I, when, like, for instance, we get, uh, as we know, we get a, at, in the office, we get a, uh, a show. We get Dynamite like a couple of days afterwards. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't watch it. No, I'm with you. I hate listening to myself. Yeah. I and I hate looking myself. at myself. So I didn't know how you approach that or not. No, I'm 100% the same. Like, uh, I remember the stadium stampede. I actually hated it at first. Right. Believe it or not, and everyone was putting me over for it. I just thought I could have done a million things better and stuff like that. And so it's sure. like it's so hard for me to watch my matches and stuff like that. Like like what like what you're saying because we're our own worst critic. Sure. And uh, it's like uh, what's the word? It's so awful. Like it just makes you feel so awful. Like it's it takes so much for me to watch this because it's like I know what I'm about to put myself through by watching this. Like. This tonight, you know, on Dynamite, like, yeah. I know I'm going to rip myself, uh, like, apart watching this and, uh, you know, of things I could have done better. But that's that's how you improve. And I think it's right. important for us as entertainers to watch ourselves back and to be critical, but also to remind ourselves, 
hey, we're doing our best. Yeah. And, uh, right. I think it's important to remind ourselves of that sometimes. We're all trying to do our best. We're all trying to get better. Yeah. yeah you're not kidding. And, uh, buddy, you are. And uh, we are so glad you're back. Yes. I think the fans are glad to see you back. But I think for all of us backstage, we're glad to see you back because you're such a great guy and such uh, you know, such fun to be around. And, and that's why it's great to have you back on two levels. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned about the backstage because one of that first day I came back, I was really nervous. Like I didn't know how people were going to be with me. And everybody was very positive and very nice to me. And so, uh, you know, I just appreciate you guys because you guys welcome me back. Of course. And uh, that was really cool. I know that when when everything happened, right, like I sent you a text saying like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. Let me know if there's anything I can do. And like, I was just so freaking happy to see you back because like, I know you're going to be a better person. Like, like your tattoo says, like, just be more, be improved, right? And the mm-hmm. energy you bring to us, as much as like I'm an asshole to you and I give you so much shit, like the energy. You're, she's an yeah, asshole sure, to everybody. It just means I love you. <laughs> but like the energy right. you bring to our family is so, so wonderful. And I'm so happy I can call you a friend. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to try not to get all mushy and whatnot yeah, right don't, now. I'll but fun thank you. you. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Check you out guys. Sammy's. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Sammy's vlog. On Sammy Guevara's YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to on YouTube. Also, subscribe to the Unrestricted Podcast for free, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Aubrey, you can tell us where you can see the video episodes of YouTube. You can see the video episodes on YouTube beginning of every week after the audio episode airs. Definitely watch it. Subscribe, rate, review, ask questions. We've got this hashtag thing on Twitter now. If you hashtag AEW podcast. Ask us things you want to ask us future guests, old guests, us. Like, we'd love to hear the feedback from people. And do not forget. Yeah, put me over. Tell me how Sammy's yeah. doing a great job. Watch the video to see how I mess up the audio. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it, Sammy. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Here it is. Here, here's, here's, here's the place you can see the video. TNTdrama.com. Boom. TNTdrama.com slash All Elite Wrestling slash Unrestricted Podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. There you got it. Boom. And most importantly, most importantly, every Wednesday, you can watch Dynamite on TNT, 8 o'clock, 7 Central. Thanks, Sammy. I'm Tony Schiavone for Aubrey Edwards. Thanks for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.